These are these the kingdom, uh, kingdom parables here in Matthew 13. You're familiar with those. The most famous of which is uh, sowing of the seed. That's not what we're going to deal with tonight, but that's the most famous of the parables. It's found in Matthew 13. Also, the pearl of great price. That's a great, uh, great, great uh, parable there. We're not dealing with that one either. Uh, my interest this evening is in verses 44 through 46. I'll not keep you too long tonight, uh, but I do want to try to mind the Lord. I uh, was so riding up the road uh, uh, yesterday afternoon. The Lord started moving on my heart about these verses, and uh, I, I just got this thought on my mind. I want to try to share it with you tonight. I'm preaching a revival meeting tomorrow night out in Cashiers, and I may preach this again. I don't know. I guess we'll see how it goes, man. And uh, then I'll make up my mind whether or not I'll preach it tomorrow evening. Uh, let's read these verses together. Get verse number 44. The Bible said, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask that tonight the Lord that you just bless, help, God of service tonight. I pray, God, that your will would be done. Uh, Father, I pray that you'd help us to give us an unction to preach tonight. We'll thank you and praise you for all that's accomplished. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. One verse. I can't preach long on one verse, right? Uh, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll just preach till the Lord says stop. Uh, but I want us to think tonight a little bit about treasure hunting. Uh, preached there Thursday and Friday night and revival in Marion. And on Friday night, uh, this little old boy, a little old redneck boy, and uh, reminded me a lot of me when I was little. And uh, he, come, he come over there and was digging in his pocket, and he brought out that rock, and he had a pocket full of rocks. <laughs> and I said, that's a boy after my own heart right there. And he said, here, I want to give you this. And I said, well, I, I appreciate it. He said, it's a treasure. And I said, well, it looks like one. He said, yeah, no telling what it is. He said, it might be a diamond. I said, it might be. He said, well, I want you to have it. He said, I got another piece of uh, stuff that looks like gold, but I don't think it's gold. I said, you don't? He said, no. And I bet he dug for 10 minutes looking for it. He turned every pocket inside out. And when he did, got it, he come out with that. And he said, see there, don't that look like gold? I said, boy, it does. He said, that's a treasure. I said, yeah. He said, I want you to have that too. And uh, I said, tell you what I'm going to do. I said, I'm going to put them on my desk. And uh, I've, I got everything kids give me like that, uh, whether it be a, you know, a little drawing. I call those church house masterpieces. And I'm going to put that on my desk. Uh, to that little boy, that's a big deal. I said, where'd you find that at? He said, I found it down at the shooting range. I said, I like you better all the time. <laughs> found that down at the shooting range. I said, hallelujah. I got thinking about treasure hunting. Reagan always, always carried a pocket full of rocks when she's a little girl. She looked for valuable rocks. And she, to this day, really, if she'd be honest... If we was going to plan a youth outing that Ray, Reagan would really enjoy, it would be over to Jim Mountain and do that mining for Jim. She loved that. She loves the gems. 
hunting treasure. Well, the Lord likens the kingdom of God here under a treasure hidden field. Well, I got thinking about that a little bit. Now, I heard a fellow preach on this one time. I'm telling you, I've heard some preaching, both good and bad, over the years. I heard a fellow, I mean, preach a rip-snorting message one time on how that the treasure in the field was Christ. And the whole time he's preaching it, I thought, that don't make no sense. Because Christ is neither hid, nor is there anything that a man must sell to buy him. But he really hammered that part about how you got to sell all and buy Christ. Well, he had some people shouting, but it wasn't very doctrinally correct. In the, in, the, uh, in the scripture here, if we want to look at the practical interpretation, the treasure in the field is Israel. And that's what you got to remember in these kingdom parables as Jesus was preaching a kingdom gospel. The vast majority of the time he's dealing with Israel. And the treasure that was here, hid in the field, was Israel. You see, Israel was God's treasure. But because they rejected him, they became hid in the field of the world among the other nations. And Jesus bought the whole field that he might redeem the treasure in the field. And I'm, I'm telling you, I know he came to his own, his own received him not. I'm glad, thank God, he redeemed the Gentiles and sent Paul to preach to the Gentiles. But all of that was a plan to eventually redeem Israel. And Jesus bought the entire field. He paid the sin debt of the whole world that he might redeem the treasure in the field. And that was Israel. So that's the, that's the practical interpretation of that verse. But I want to... And just take a little liberty with it and just think about finding treasure kind of in general tonight and look at some places in the scripture where treasure is found. And I begin to think about how that sometimes uh, you can find treasure in places that you don't expect, unexpected places. So let's go treasure hunting tonight. Well, you want to go treasure? We'll see if we can dig out some treasures out of the Word of God. Real quick, number one, there's some great treasures found in strange places. Would you agree with me tonight that a field is a strange place to find a treasure? Christmas before last, I had Rachel buy me a metal detector. And uh, I love old stuff. And uh I love to find stuff. So I got that metal detector and I thought I'll get out in that field there in front of the house, in front of the old house, and take that metal detector and they'll tell what kind of treasures I'll find. Boy, I found some. I spent 40 minutes digging up a gas tank off of a Briggs and Stratton lawnmower. And it wasn't even the whole tank. I Learned a lesson down there. Everywhere I put that thing down, it went off. And everywhere you dig, you come up with metal down there. I reckon it was just one big trash dump at one time. They stuff everywhere down there. But though as hard as I tried, 
I never found any real treasure. But I'm glad if you dig around long enough in this old book, <laughs> I'm glad there's treasures to be found. I want you to think tonight about treasures that you found in strange places. I thought for this afternoon as I was studying, I thought about how that I found faith, the treasure of faith in the field of adversity. <laughs> Trouble would come in my life, and I'd think there can't be anything good come out of this. Problems would come up, and I'd think, what on earth is God doing? But it was in the field of adversity where I found out how to believe in God. And in that strange field, I found a treasure. You see, if you never have a problem, you never know that God's big enough to solve every problem you got. And it's when your back's against the wall. It's when you feel like you don't know what you're doing. It's in those fields of adversity. That's where you find the treasure of faith. I thought of how that I found the treasure of fortune in the strange field of work. <laughs> well, it got quiet there, and I knew it would. Everybody wants a million dollars dropped in their lap. Don't nobody want to strike a lick to get it. Live in the laziest society it ever has been on the face of the planet. I don't know how it is in Canada, brother, but you can't get anybody to work in the United States of America. Nobody will work. And I'm telling you, if you want to find the treasure of a fortune, you'll find it in the field of work. You got to get out and do something. See, it's a treasure, but it's found in a strange field. You, nothing that comes free, everything has a cost. Last week before last, I had a little class, a gun owner's class, pistol 101 for basic, basic. For people who never shot a gun, they come in and I trained. And I had a man and woman from Chile. And he got to telling me his life story, and it was very interesting. He had, in the 70s, had been a part of a, uh, an attempted overthrow of the Chilean government. And he got to telling me about how that he, threw, he was driving a tank and everything, and they was trying to overthrow the government because the government was socialist. And he said, I'm for democracy. And he said, we tried to overthrow the government, but they were unsuccessful. And he said, I had to flee to Canada. I had to flee to uh, Florida, to Miami, Florida. But he got to talking about socialism and how that the young people all believed in Chile that they could have everything free, that they could have free health care and they could have free everything. And he said, I, he said, I wish they could go to Venezuela and Chile and some of those countries and see how those people live. Uh, he said, they bought it hook, line, and sinker, but now they have nothing. Their currency is worthless. They have no health care. Everything is fought. And you see, there's no such thing as a free lunch. The Bible said if a man won't work, he won't eat. And I'm telling you that there's no such thing as getting by and making a fortune without finding that treasure in the field of work. I thought about how I found the treasure of forgiveness in the field of sin. <laughs> I, I, I could preach on a thousand of these. 
I was out in sin. How about you? Out in the field of sin. And when I least expect it one Sunday morning, I found out that God loved me, died for me, was resurrected on the third day for my justification. And I accepted him as my Savior. And because of that, I found freedom from sin out in the field of sin. I say hallelujah. So there's great treasures in strange places. But then there's great treasures at strange times. Isaiah 45, verse 1, the Bible said, Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden to subdue nations before him, and I'll loose the loins of kings to open before him the two leaven gates, and the gates shall not be shut will go before thee and make crooked places straight. I'll break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. Watch this now. And I'll give thee treasures of darkness, hidden riches of secret places, that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by name, am the God of Israel. The Lord said, not only will I give you treasures out of strange places, but he said, I'll give you treasures in strange times. Can I say to you tonight that everybody goes through seasons in life. There's times when we're on the top, times when everything makes sense. It's as clear as the nose on your face and Yet there are other times where nothing makes sense. Winter time has come. Darkness has fell. We can't understand what God is doing. But I'm glad that even in the darkness, God has treasures that can be found. There's a treasure of the providence in the dark. Those verses that I just quoted to you there from Isaiah, they prophesy of Cyrus. Now, we all know who Cyrus was, the king, of course, that brought Media Persia in and overtook the Babylonian Empire. But what might strike you as strange is that Isaiah prophesied of Cyrus some 175 years before Cyrus was born and he called him by name. And there is the treasure of providence in the dark before Israel knew they had a problem God already had a solution what a providence before anybody knowed God already knew and he already had a plan and he already had a man and God sinned and prophesied of that great man I'm glad that in the dark of my nights I have found the treasure of the providence of the almighty working on my behalf seeing to me taking care of me I say hallelujah there's a treasure of providence in the dark and there's the treasure of provisions in the dark you read there in Exodus 14, 21. The Bible said, And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by strong east wind all that night. I've pointed this out to you a thousand times. I know you've heard me preach about this, but it 
will do good to remind you God didn't split the Red Sea like he did on uh, uh, Charlton Heston's version of the Ten Commandments in the broad daylight. He did it in the night. In the black, pitch black, dark of night, God split the Red Sea. I see them as they gather up on the shores of the Red Sea and Moses stretches out his rod and he says, be still and see the salvation of the Lord. All that night the wind's blowing, but out there in the darkness they don't know what's happening. But they've got this insurmountable problem ahead of them. There's no way over it. They've reached their end. There's no way back. But out yonder in the dark, God was working on their problem. And I'm glad that when the darkness of times come and we don't understand, when there's family troubles, when there's financial troubles, when there's health problems and darkness comes upon us, I'm glad that working somewhere in the darkness is the Lord. And His provision is a treasure in the dark. How many of you tonight could say the Lord has met my need in dark times? Times when I didn't think I could make it. Times when nothing made any sense and yet God, hallelujah, came and met my needs in the dark. There's the treasure of peace in the dark. In John chapter number 6, the disciples are in a storm and it's night. And they're toiling and they don't think they're going to be able to make it. One of them looks out over the side of the boat and he sees what he supposes to be a spirit walking on the water. And just then they found a treasure in the dark. You see, God will allow us to find treasures not only in strange places, but he'll allow us to find treasures at strange times. There it was in the middle of the night. They thought they'd die. But the very thing they thought would kill them, the Lord was treading on top of. (laughs) And those disciples found. I'm just simply saying to you, it may be dark where you're at. It may be strange. But there's treasures in places like that. If you'll look for them, there's treasures in places like that. Let me give you one last thought. Not only treasures in strange places, there's treasures at strange times, but there's great treasures in strange ways. In Ezra chapter number 7, the people of God, some several generations earlier, had been allowed to go back to to Jerusalem after they'd been in Babylonian captivity. And a remnant had returned. They had rebuilt the temple, but they were living in absolutely deplorable conditions because they didn't have enough funds. On the scene comes Ezra, God's prophet and scribe. And in verse number 11, he receives a letter And the Bible says, now this is the copy of the letter that King Artaxerxes gave unto Ezra the priest, the scribe, 
even a scribe of the words of the commandments of the Lord and of his statutes to Israel. Or to Xerxes, king of kings, unto Ezra the priest and scribe of the law of God, a heaven, perfect peace. And at such a time, I make a decree that all they of the people of Israel and all of the priests and Levites in my realm, which are minded of their own free will to go to Jerusalem, go with thee. For as much as thou art sent of the king and of his seven counselors to inquire concerning Judah and Jerusalem according to the law of thy God which is in thine hand and to carry the silver and gold with the king and his counselor and to carry the silver and gold that thou canst not find in all the province of Babylon with the free will offering of the people and of the priests offering willingly for the house of their God which is in Jerusalem that thou mayest buy speedily with the money bullocks, rams, lambs with their meat offerings and their drink offerings and offer them upon the altar of the house of your God which is in Jerusalem. And whatsoever shall seem good to thee and to thy brethren to do with the rest of the silver and gold, that do after the will of your God. The vessels also that are given thee for the service of the house of thy God, those deliver thou before the God of Jerusalem. Now watch verse 20. And whatsoever more shall be needful for the house of thy God, which thou hast, shalt have an occasion to bestow, watch this, bestow it out of the king's treasure house. Sometimes there's treasures that come to us in strange ways. <laughs> You see, when you study the return of the Israelis to Jerusalem under Cyrus and then Darius also approved of the return and now Artaxerxes third of the pagan kings which have allowed God's people to go back and worship the God of heaven and this time he said, you take all the gold and silver you want you take care of all the people you need. And if you all get over there and find out you need anything else, just holler back up here and we'll raid the king's treasury and deliver you some more down there. You be sure and don't go without because I've got you covered every way that I... Now that is a strange, strange way to find a treasure. He said you can get it up there in the king treasure house. I say to you tonight that we serve a great big God. And he might use the world to be a blessing to us. He might use no ungodly king to give, give us what we need. You can't never tell. He might, there's no telling what he might do in order to meet the needs of his children. I'm just simply saying to you, there's tre I've found in my Christian life that there are treasures in strange places. Really the treasure that Israel, think about the treasure that Israel discovered in Babylon. You know, before they went to Babylon, they were full of idolatry. But you'll never find Israel struggling with idols again after Babylon. 
The experience of Babylon was terrible for them, but they came home with a treasure. And that was they knew the God of heaven was the only God that deserved to be worshipped. And that's treasure. I could go on. I, I, I've got a lot of ideas on this. They're just kind of starting to develop it a little bit. I, I could go on. I could talk to you about how that when you go through hard times, you make dumb decisions. At least you got the treasure of learning not to do that anymore. At least that's the treasure you ought to come out with. Some people never come out with that treasure. So they keep doing dumb, the same dumb thing over and over again. Man, there's all kinds of tra- treasures you'll find in strange places. That little old boy said, uh, he said, that's treasure. He said, I found it down there. I done lost my gold. He said, oh, look here. You watched it when you failed, didn't you? He said, that right there is treasure. He said, I found it down the shoot range. They don't tell them where you might find a treasure this week. Might find a treasure in the doctor's office. Might find a treasure at school, work. Might find a treasure during the most discouraged and depressed time of your life. You might just root around and find a treasure. Because that's the kind of places God hides treasures. I'm learning. I'll tell you what I'm learning. I'm learning that, uh, you know, money ain't worth much. That ain't really a treasure. Not really a treasure. But there's some real treasures in life that you can find. And a lot of times they're in strange places. God help us to look for, strength, for treasures in strange places. Let's stand our feet. Father, we thank you, Lord, for giving us the liberty to preach tonight. I pray, God, that you'd help us to look for treasure in strange places. Do some treasure hunting in our life this week. See the things that you've prepared for us and dark times and in strange fields and in unusual ways. I'm glad our life has been one that has been full of treasures. You've been so good to us, Lord. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Just thought I'd open up the altar here just a moment tonight. You say, preacher, tonight I... Would like to look for some treasures and strange places and at strange times and strange ways. Too far, too often, too often I only think about the bad. But I know God's got treasures. And I'd like to find them in my life. I'd like to have my attention drawn to those treasures that he has hidden for us. These are coming. How about others? Preacher, I want to come tonight. I want to look for treasures tonight, strange places, strange ways, strange times.